Wait. You haven't seen it? You gotta see it. Oh, you gotta see it. Hello and welcome to another episode of You Haven't Seen It, the podcast about all the best movies you have never seen. My name is Dan and I am the host of the show and what I do is each week I will watch a movie that you may have never heard of or just hasn't had enough love and I will tell you all about it, tell you where to watch it and hopefully that makes you want to watch it too. Uh, For those who are new to this podcast, the kind of movies that I talk about range from you know, the crappy B-movie horror. It's going to go all the way up to kind of big-budget, awesome films that just didn't hit the mark or people have a bad rep about. Something like that. I don't know. Stuff that I like, basically. I like it. I think other people should like it too. And one of the main rules of this podcast is it has to be obtainable. So the film itself has to be able to be watched either through streaming or purchased, you know, on DVD or Blu-ray. Um, It can't be some weird art house film that you can only watch uh, if you travel through time and portray it through the back of a swan. What? And now, if you didn't know, the world's in a lockdown at the minute, so I have been watching loads and loads of movies, um, and I found some horrible crap stuff, to be honest. Oh, God, there's been some awful, awful shit that I have watched. Uh, but there's some really good stuff. And one of the good things I'm going to be talking about today uh, is a really, really good uh, film. that I, I It just does not get enough love. And yeah, I just bloody love it. And everyone should love this film. It's so good. And we'll get into that in a minute. Also, one thing I want to say about is I don't do spoilers. I try not to spoil it. What I'll do is I'll give a review of my findings on it i'll tell you some facts about the film i'll tell you the plot about the film but i'm not actually going to spoil it so i try and avoid that as much as i can but yeah you know what let's get into it let's talk about a film today and the film i'm going to be talking about today is a film called hush it is like a thriller slash horror movie i guess a film that i just bloody love it So let's talk about it. What's the plot? So, Hush. It's a 2016 film from director Mike Flanagan, written by Mike Flanagan and Kate Siegel. Uh, The synopsis on IMDb is quite simple. It simply says, A deaf and mute writer who retreated into the woods to live a solitary life must fight for her life in silence when a masked killer appears at her window. Really simple concept, but it's an extremely well-executed film. So to kind of flesh that out a little bit, um, Kate Siegel actually plays the main character as well. She's deaf and she's mute, uh, and she lives in this house in the middle of the woods. Uh, She's kind of like a thriller uh, action writer, and one of the things that she's really good at is imagining... Imagining? is imagining (laughs) imagining scenarios for her characters like multiple scenarios for characters so that they can get out of sticky situations which comes in handy later 
Um, she's kind of shut herself off uh, from the world. She has a neighbour, but like, yeah, they, they, they live quite far apart. The house is very remote. Uh, and she's currently estranged from her boyfriend, you know, and her family. Uh, they only kind of communicate through video chat. So she just lives alone. And one night while she's working, there's a killer in the woods. And the killer comes across her and figures out that she's deaf and mute. And instead of killing her, like he he has done with somebody else, another character in the film that we see earlier, uh, he decides to mess with her. And she has to spend the night trying to stay alive. And it's extremely well done. Um, The suspense that is built in this film is gripping. I remember watching this for the first time. And no, it's just basically one character for the most of the film. It's this female character played by Kate Siegel who does an amazing job in this film. She does a fantastic job. Um, It's just her and she makes it so interesting. And the thing about the film itself is it takes that concept of the slasher, of the vulnerable character, of, you know, the cabin in the woods almost type uh, film and twists it on its head. And it makes it seem like we're not with the killer because that's what these cabin in the woods films kind of are. If you watch Jason and you watch it, you want to see the body count rise. And unless you don't, you want to see this woman survive. But it's how it's done that's the intriguing part. Because let's remember, our main character, she's deaf and she's mute. So she can't hear him coming. She can't call for help. She has a laptop and a phone. Um, but events happen during the film. So that kind of you know, restrict her from using this these pieces of kit, essentially. Um, the classic horror film kind of get rid of the the uh, the lifelines. It doesn't just go like, oh, she's got no signal, though. It's quite clever, and it's really well done. Um, the thing about this film as well, there's a lot of setups in the film, because I know a lot of time we watch films, and especially with horror films and thrillers, um, there's a lot of kind of convenient setup, like escapes that aren't really properly set up but it, the film sets up a lot of things that happen to to this woman and the stuff that she does and she uses very organically um it's not forced upon you and it's not doesn't seem cheesy it just seems like yeah that 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 makes sense like no spoilers or anything for the film but um there's a scene where she's at the start of the film she's cooking and she burns it um, but she she doesn't hear her alarm going off. But the alarm that she has in her house is extremely loud and it flashes uh, light. And she has someone else there with her. She finds it very disorientating for this alarm while it's going off. And she, yeah, the reason why she has that is she's deaf and she's mute. So it need, doesn't need to alert her. It needs to flash so she can see it. But it needs to be really loud so that people away from the house can hear it. So it makes sense that she would have that. Obviously, with any kind of film, that has to come into play later. And the way that that's worked is really well. So it just makes sense. They've used actual real-life things to set up what is going to happen with this woman 
in the rest of the film. And the other thing is the setup of our killer. Now, I prefer not knowing why a killer is doing what he's doing. As much as I like, you know, like horror films that are supernatural or kind of have this weird backstory added onto them, I feel it takes the mystique away from it and it takes the the scariness away almost. In this film, a guy just shows up. Simple as that. We don't know why he's there. We don't know what he's doing it for. We don't know what his motivation is. Um, He just does it. And to me, that's more terrifying because there's no justification behind it. And, you know, that could actually happen. That's you in a nutshell in real life. A guy doesn't show up at your house and tell you why he's doing what he's doing. He just does it. Anyway, this film is really good. The setup and the tension building is great. It's not forced. It's not jump scary. It's not, it's not your Annabelle or, you know, your, your conjuring where it's just boof, loud noise. It's actually set up really well. And the tension is, it feels real to me when I watch it. Facty, facty, fact. Let's drop some facts. <laughs> so, so this film was uh, directed and written by Mike Flanagan. He's the guy who also did Oculus, which is a great film, uh, Gerald's Game, and Doctor Sleep. And he also did The Good Ouija, which is the second one, Ouija, Origin of Evil. Um, But they're not as good as his other films, let's face it. Uh, I love this guy's visual style. He's got a very good director's eye, and he can build tension visually rather than having to use jump scares and cheap stuff. He does a really good visual job of creating that tension. Now, the film itself uh, only had a modest budget of about a million dollars. I couldn't find how much it made, uh, but it, it had a very small budget. And what they did with that budget, they, they created this simple scenario and it created this amazing film. Now, as far as I'm aware, at the moment, it's only available on Netflix. I tried to track down a Blu-ray, but it's really difficult to do so. Whenever you put Hush into Amazon or into Google, it just comes up with Batman. <laughs> as much as I love Batman Hush, uh, I didn't want that. You know, I didn't put Batman in. Okay, guys, not everything's about superheroes anymore. There's other films, guys. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. There's other films. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about the, the score. So according to um, Rotten Tomatoes, the Tomato score came up at 92%. So the critics loved this film. Audience score was a 73%. Uh, but my own personal score... I give it a 9 out of 10. I absolutely love this film. I've watched it a couple of times and it still grips me every time I watch it. Uh, just because of how simple the idea is, but how well it's executed. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there's no boobies in movies. There's no boobies in this movie. Famous segment boobies and movies. There's no boobies, but it's not that kind of movie. I'll find a movie with boobies in for you guys. I promise. Net coming up. You're gonna see, I'm going to be talking about so many booby movies. <laughs> oh, fuck. Lockdown's got me good. Anyway, <laughs> so 
If you're looking for an extremely clever, simple concept movie, you know, high tension, but it's not gory, uh, but really well crafted and well made, I would go and check out Hush Guys. Like I said, it's on Netflix at the moment, um, so you don't have to track it down with Blu-rays or anything like that. Get on Netflix, give it a watch, see what you think about it, guys. And until next time, happy watching. Lock, lock down!